I really am on a mission to help business owners become more efficient and productive so they can get the stuff done that has to be done faster so they can actually spend time doing the things they like to do in their business and have time for their personal lives. Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Thank you for joining us, Brittany. You are the Chief Efficiency Officer of Brittany & Co. Share with us what led you to launch your business and how you help clients build a business without burnout. Yeah, I essentially moved into my own business doing home organization and productivity. And then it just came full circle and I went into the business space. I became an accidental entrepreneur, really just using my planning and type A natural tendencies, using those gifts. I really am on a mission to help business owners become more efficient and productive so they can get the stuff done that has to be done faster so they can actually spend time doing the things they like to do in their business and have time for their personal lives. Take off Fridays, have vacation. We all started businesses for freedom. And I see way too many entrepreneurs working more than nine to five jobs. So I'm on a mission to end that hustle. So true. And I can see how the home organization would translate into the business world. Because if you're someone that has that mindset, it's a natural transition. Yeah, it's a lot of the same types of things. It was really funny because I actually had this aha moment. I was in the hospitality space and I was in food service. And I was always that person that was like moving things to make them more efficient to make it make sense. So it all came full circle. But yeah, just helping you get stuff done quicker so you can get back to doing what you love. And Friday's off sounds great. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you are someone who is just starting a business or growing one, what are the bare minimum SOPs needed to start a business if you don't have a team? Yeah, I want to start off defining what an SOP is. So an SOP is a standard operating procedure. It is really just the step-by-step of how you do something. And this could be something as small as writing a blog, or it could be something as big as like, bringing on a team. They are just checklists of how you do things. And it's explained in explicit detail so that basically a five-year-old could read it and do it. You've got to start getting it out of your head because that's when you can start bringing on team members. So let's say, for example, you love writing, but that whole creating a blog process takes so long. If you can pull how you do that out of your head and document it, you're going to be able to pass it off to a virtual assistant once you're ready to start hiring. They're going to do it the exact same way that you want it done because you've given explicit instructions. So systems and SOPs don't need to be scary. It's getting it out of your head and getting it onto paper or somewhere digitally so that someone else can do it the same way. And that's such a good point because we go through the process of doing things. We don't always, and we put it down on paper or we put it down in a tech platform, but not always as detailed as we should in order to get the results. Yeah. And the biggest thing I hear from people is they're like, oh, I don't have time to stop to document it. But what they don't realize is if they just spend that little bit of extra time to stop and document every detail, it saves them hours and hours because now someone else can take that over. 
it is hard, especially when you're by yourself to think about that. But if you have vision to grow, start with that mindset so that you make sure you're setting yourself up for success. And that's true. And I think that translates into no matter what size business you have, because you can be in a very large business and still not take the time to put down those details in order to pass off the corporate structure that you're looking to achieve. Yeah, there's a lot of big businesses that do not document anything. (laughs) Trust me, I've started solopreneur all the way up to large teams, and it's all the same problems. How do you maximize your time by managing your calendar using a days by design method? Oh, yes, I love this. So I've created this days by design because again, my end goal is to get people to not work as much. I created this days by design method because I saw too many people doing all the business stuff first and then not spending time for life stuff, taking time off, taking Fridays off, vacations. I see too many people working during vacations. What I really did was I told people to map out their ideal week and to make sure they put personal stuff first. So make sure you put time for lunch, make sure you put an end time for work so that it's personal time, put your morning routine on there, self-care, time with kids. I know for us, one of the big things, we're huge board gamers and we like, we're not playing board games and we have so many of them. So I finally put it on the calendar every single Thursday. And what do you know? We started playing board games more. So it's really filling your calendar with those personal things first. And then from a business perspective, what I see is a lot of entrepreneurs will fill their calendar with appointments and things, but they don't put time for admin. And they also don't put time for sales and marketing. And they don't put time for client admin work. And what happens is you fill your calendar and that stuff still has to happen. So I also like to have people put those blocks of time in on reoccurrence so that you make sure you have time for that. So it's building an ideal, perfect week for yourself based on how many hours you're working, what you're doing, those types of things. But if people can step back and slow down a little bit, build that, it's going to be easier to to work less for sure. And I like that you suggest starting with yourself and then building the business around you. Because when we get into growth and scaling, those things can slip away. And we put the business before ourselves. And you're so right. When we put ourselves first, we show up as our best selves within our business. That's where you see a lot of burnout, right? Is if you're just doing business stuff and you're not taking time for lunch and you're not taking time for self-care or you're working until 11 o'clock at night and then doing it all over again the next day. So one thing for me, I actually implemented this back in 2022. In 2021, I kept telling myself, I'm like, I want to take Fridays off. I want three-day weekends. But every single time somebody would say, hey, I want to book on Friday. I'm like, okay, yes, sure. Let's do it. (laughs) So what I did for 2022 is I literally on my calendar blocked out from eight to five. I said, time block. (laughs) Do not book anything. And I'm not saying that I took every Friday off, but I would say I probably took 50% of them completely off of work and did personal stuff. But what this allowed me to do is actually tangibly see that in my calendar and kind of set bumpers for myself to say like, oh yeah, I'm trying to take Fridays off. So I'm not going to book that. So I'm just being a lot more intentional with it. When you can do that and put the tactical calendar pieces together, it just allows you to see the, the big picture. And it's also setting a boundary for yourself. And boundaries can be really great things. They can be hard to do, but they can also be really great. There is a mindset piece and there's the tactical piece, right? So there's 
the tactical piece of me actually blocking out Fridays, but there's the mindset piece of if I have the scarcity mindset, I'm like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to take Fridays off. I'm still going to take calls. So it's both sides of it that it's a struggle sometimes because I love what I do. So sometimes I'm like, I want to work on Friday, but I have that option to not work because it's blocked off. So it's the intentionality behind it and just preventing burnout. I see too many entrepreneurs burning out. I know there's a way to fix it. And even 50% of Fridays would be good. (laughs) It doesn't have to be 100%. I know, right? And taking vacation without working on your laptop. That's the other thing. People are like, oh, I'm going on vacation. And then I come back and I'm like, what'd you do? And they're like, I worked. And then I was by the beach. And that's great, right? I love that flexibility. But you also have to take time completely off of work or you're going to burn out. So true. Yeah. What tools are important to use for information management so everyone on your team is on the same page? And I know this is a question for so many people because there are so many different platforms. So many platforms. Yes. So I'm going to preface this conversation with the tool is not the magic end all be all. First off, they are trying to compete with each other. So they are all going to have the same or very similar bells and whistles And if you're not using it consistently on a regular basis and have a good system set up within the software and the tool, it's not going to do anything for you. So I know that's not what anyone wants to hear. They're like, tell me the magic tool that does everything. So I would say from a task management, information management standpoint, you've got to have some sort of project task management tool in place. Our favorite is Asana. So I'm a Asana ambassador. I've been using it for years. It's got the simplicity and also can be complex if you want it to be, but not too many bells and whistles like some of them have. But you've got to have a place for all of the action items that you need to pass off to team members for yourself. I even use it for like home and life and business and everything. (laughs) If it's an action, it goes into a sauna or it's not happening. (laughs) As a twin mom, which I know you are and I am too, organization is key I joke that when the twins were born, I had pretty good organization skills going into it, but they got even better when the twins were born because our lives are pretty predictable. But when the twins came in, less predictable. Yeah, it it's not a luxury at that point. It's a necessity as a twin yes. mom that yeah. you have to have your stuff together. It's the same with uh, life right now. For me, it's really crazy. We're moving into an RV. We're about to travel for a year across the country. We're homeschooling the kids. We're renting out our house. There is no way I would be able to function without some sort of task management tool. (laughs) That's important. And then like we were talking about SOPs earlier, having some sort of central hub where you're keeping all of the how-tos, training videos, checklists, and bullet points of how to do different things within the business. You need those two hubs. And a lot of times you can find tools that talk together. We actually use Notion to capture all of our SOPs and it will talk with Asana and you can link the specific process to the task. So the task is the action. And then inside of that, it gives you the description and the videos of how to do it. So there's a lot of tools out there. What I will say is find something that works for you and just stick with it. Don't do the shiny object when your friend tells you to go check out another one. Find something that works, stick with it, be consistent and just always improve. You have helped clients create a six-figure business in four days a week. How have you been able to do that? 
Yeah. So I go through this road to scalability process is what I call it. It stands for recognize, optimize, automate, document, and delegate. So the first piece you've got to go through is really figuring out what's working, what's not working, go through a time audit, look at your schedule, look at what tasks you should be working on in your business and shouldn't be. So you really have to step back. And I think that's the hardest part for people is because when you're in it, you're like, I don't have time to slow down. But every time you slow down, you can speed up. So that first piece, I'll go through that audit with them. Then we decide what needs optimized, whether that is tools, softwares, SOPs, their schedule. 90% of the clients I work with, it doesn't matter what tools we're putting in place. It all comes back to time management almost every time. We really go through and optimize all of that. And then we look at what can be automated because there's a lot of tools out there that can do things for you now at this point. We've got chat GPT and all these bots and AI. And even before that, Zapier would do things between tools. So what can we automate first before we go and outsource? Because then you can save save yourself money outsourcing. But we look at that and then we really look at what needs documented so that we can give it to someone else. So I walk them through that whole process. And depending on where you're at in business, it it takes a different amount of time, right? Like it didn't get like this in a day. So it's not going to be fixed in a day. But we look through all of those different pieces. And then we start to build and be more intentional with what we actually want our business to look like. You believe in business minimalism and simplicity. How does this thinking help your clients? So I use the minimalism piece from my clutter control organization days. I just see too many business coaches and people, more more strategies, more tools, more software, more people, more projects, more everything. It all sounds great, but we only have so much capacity to do all the things and still have a life and not burn out. So I use it in my home, my life. Obviously, I just moved into an RV. We had to get rid of a lot of stuff. (laughs) But I look at businesses when I'm going through the optimization phase, and we look and see what software can we get rid of so that you have less logins to go into, less places to go into, less places to do training videos on, less places to train people when they come on. The least amount of places you're scattered, the more effective you're going to be. So I take that philosophy all the way through when I'm looking at a business schedule, timing, everything. It's so true because we can overcomplicate things really easily. And usually it's focusing on those few things that will make your business successful instead of trying to overcomplicate it in so many ways. Yeah, it's normally the things that are working really well that we don't go all in on because somebody else told us to do something else. And then we try and spread ourselves too thin and we miss out on opportunities because we're trying to do everything that we really could scale and do big things if we just shrunk everything up. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one way that you make sure to find and live your joy? Yeah, so I constantly reevaluate the things that make me happy in life and business. I do audits quarterly, but even when I look at my monthly goals, I look through and I'm like, what is actually making me happy that I'm doing my business? What is making me happy in life? And do I have those things in my calendar? Because if I don't, then there's something off, right? So 
One big thing for me, I just started reading recently and I have specifically made time for that and put that on my calendar. And it's not business books. It's actually fiction and yes, fun. <laughs> that's what I've been reading too. And I joke with the twins, it only took me nine years to start reading books again because I read I know. so many books before they were born and then just could not until they reached a certain age. Yeah, no, that's real. And I think I was forcing myself to read a lot of business books last year and the year before that. And I wasn't reading fun books either. So this year I've already read like 40. It's been amazing. I know. I'm doing the same thing. I'm flying through them. Who are you reading? <laughs> So I'm loving Frida McFadden. I've read five of hers. I love thrillers. I actually just started reading A Court of Thorn and Roses. I'm not in my mm-hmm. fantasy era yet, but I'm trying to get there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, constantly reevaluating and saying, is it working? And if it's not working, what changes can I make to fix it? And that's life and business, right? Life and business. We've got to make sure that you're happy on both sides. So true. And I love that you're putting the things that you love to do and the personal things into your calendar. I joke that if it's not in my calendar, it doesn't happen. But you know what, if it's in there, you'll make sure to take that time for you and give yourself what you need. Or at least know that you skipped it. And if you skip it too many times, there's something off there. Time to go back and reevaluate. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us, Brittany. Please tell us how and where we can find you. Yes my website, bcohq.co. And then it's Consulting on all the social platforms. And then I was telling you before, we're actually documenting our entire RV journey. So you can follow that at the Dixon Detour and Dixon is D-I-X-O-N. It should be super fun. All the misadventures and everything from RV life. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our She Built It website or at She Built It on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Jeffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.